Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to the final pre-season edition for 2022 of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have the fucking angry Pado. Welcome, Pado. Yes, hello, Dano. Uh, the rookie crisis has gotten even worse since we last spoke, Dano. Um, Fucking COVID too. Yeah, I mean, West Coast are in shambles and even more than what they were. So should be able to get some nice rookies from them. It's just trying to pick the ones that will play past round one or two. But that that's all in the fun of it. We're all in the same boat. But yeah, keen to tackle this one. Yep, yep. So we'll we'll go into things right away because we got round one this week, Pato. Fucking footy's back. Mate, we're, for those listening, we're, we're recording on the Monday night and it's two two nights away, mate. Like 48 yeah. hours, the bounce is happening pretty much. It's fucking sick. It's fucking hectic, dude. Um, anyway, it is, we'll it get, is. let's go into... Um, we're going to try and do some season predictions before we go into VCC options and our final team review. Um, but we're going to try and do position predictions, but we're not going to factor in people that might get DPP or Pado will and I won't. Um because it's just going to be too tricky to figure out with that. But anyway, Pato, your top six defenders, who have you got? So I think um, when I say top six, I think this is going to be the highest averaging defender. So yep. it doesn't can take into consideration overall score. But I think the highest averaging defender will be Aaron Hall um, and closely followed by Jack Crisp and then Jake Lloyd. And then to round it out, I think Tom Stewart, Jack Zebel, and Lockie Whitfield will be the top six. Now, if we put into guys I think will get DPP, I think Andy McGraw will be in that group and probably Whitfield drops out. But I think they'll be the top six averaging defenders for the year. See, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit different. Like, with the, if we're going average, I reckon Aaron Hall will be up there as well. Yep, so you're right there. Jack Crisp, yep. I'm going to say Jaden Short, Jakey Lloyd, Lockie Whitfield, and I'm going to avoid Zebel. And I'm actually going to say, and you know who I'm thinking from Freo, Lukey Ryan, because I'm bullish on him this year. I reckon he's going to fucking you, kill it. That's that's big, Dano. You think Luke Ryan will average more than Tom Stewart? Yeah. Wow. I, I just That's a bombshell, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's Lukey Ryan's year. I think it's Lukey Ryan's year. People think that wow, he's fucking man. ancient. He's not. He's only in his mid-20s. No, he's very young. Um, I think we all know one of uh, Dano's starting defenders, everyone. Uh, actually not. Actually wow. not. Oh, he, he might end up being by Wednesday night, though. <laughs> but yeah, I keep chopping and changing, but that's for another time. Um, okay, so mid, uh, yeah, midfielders. We've got top eight mids here, Pato. Who are you going with? Yeah, this is actually pretty tough, but I've gone for it in order as well. Um, but I think it'll be McRae as top mid yet again. Closely followed by Jack Steele. Yep. Third, I actually think Darcy Parrish is going to have a really big year. I think he's going to jump into that top three averaging midfielder. Yep. Fourth, I've got Took Miller. Yep. Um, and then to round out the top eight, I've got Clayton Oliver, Sam Walsh, Callum Mills. And Lockie Neal, I think they will be the top eight averaging midfielders for the year. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Jack McRae, Jack Steele. Darcy Parrish I have third as well. I'm very bullish on that. Toki Miller. I'm going to go with Sam Walsh, Lockie Neal, Marcus Bontempelli, because everyone fucking forgets about him, and Clayton Oliver. But that's not in order. Very just interesting. My, yeah. Very interesting. The staples are up there, but yeah, I think Sam Walsh, um, well, he was eighth averaging last year, but yeah, Lockie Neal's going to be back up there. Darcy Parrish will be up there. I just, yeah, I agree with you there, Pat. I, people are sleeping on Darcy Parrish. Hardcore. Hardcore. People are sleeping on Callum Mills as well. I think he has more improvement to come. I think he'll probably miss some games. That's why maybe he's not being talked about a lot as a starting pick because that Achilles is lingering around. But as yeah. in terms of an average, I think he'll go to 120, Dano. Yeah, I can see it. I picked him up in my draft league because he slid because people thought he was injured. So, yeah. I. That's a great pickup. Oh, yeah, I got him a lot later than what I really should have. So, Rux, Rux, Pado, what are you thinking? Average. I've gone with Gorn and Darcy. Now, okay. I actually think Darcy will probably be the top averaging Ruckman. And I think okay. Gorn probably sits at about 120. I think Darcy goes about 125. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Darcy probably misses some games. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. We've gone the same. I went Gorn and Darcy. I think Grundy will improve, but he won't improve to the heights of what Darcy will. You really say top three rucks, but I don't think those three will switch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the hard fucking line, in my opinion, forward line, Pato. Top yeah, six forward line forwards is, a mess is disgusting. <laughs> so I've actually thrown in one person in here that I think will pick up DPP. Okay. So the top averaging midfielder, I think, will be Josh Dunkley. That's not a bombshell. Forward, yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> second highest averaging forward, I think, will be Marcus Bontempelli. Ooh, okay. I think he's going to pick up forward status. I think he's going to play a fair bit forward this year, and I think they're going to let Dunkley, McRae, Libber really control that midfield group. And I think they're going to use Mont- Marcus Bontempelli as a bit of polish um, rather than playing 80% sort of in that midfield. So we'll see what they do, but I think that's how it plays out. Yeah. Third, I've got Zach Butters. I think he's going to have a really big year. He's just got to stay healthy. That's his biggest thing. Um, Fourth, I've got Adam Chalor. Yeah. Another dogs player in there. Um, In terms of an average, I think he'll average really highly. It's just, again, health. I don't think he's going to play 22 games. So that's why... I don't like him as a, as a pick in Supercoach. Um, I just can't trust that body. Um, and rounding at the top sink, I've got Timmy Taranto. Yep. And I've got Mitch Duncan. Yep. Okay. Well, but the issue is yeah. four of those guys you can't trust to play 22 games, all yeah, three of those guys. Um, that's why the, the forward line, I feel like, is such a mess this year. I am going to go with something slightly different because I didn't put Bontempelli in the forward line. Because I wasn't going with like who was going to get DPP and whatnot, so I've gone Dunkley. Yep. Duncan, on average. Yep. Dusty to bounce back. Yep. Butters. Yep. Heaney. Because I think he's going to play midfield from round two onwards when Papley comes back. Yep. And the last spot was really hard because I'm trying to. I was trying to work out whether Timmy Taranto or Jordan Degoe would slot in there. I've gone with Timmy T. 
but it won't surprise me if Jordan Degoe's up there. Yeah, I think the uh, the midfield role will come for Taranto once Toby Green's back. But I, Adam Trelaw, I was thinking about, but I just think Bevo's salad's going to cost him games um, with average. Yeah, he'll have some really big games, but he'll have some games where he scores seventy odd as well. Yeah, yeah, and look, you can take what you can get in the fucking forward line at the moment. I reckon absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's our um, position predictions. For the top players in each line uh, for this season, Pado. Let's do a quick yeah. team reveal now. This is pending, obviously, the rookie crisis. I've gone with a different approach in the rookies for midfield and um, in defence, just to see whether or not some players are named or not. But anyway, what? Let's let's go with your defenders. Who are your eight defenders at the moment? All right, so I've played around with my structure a little bit today, Dano. Um, I was meant to yep. come home and do some new work, but of course it's round one week, so <laughs> Supercoach opened up and uh, that was pretty much it. So I guess I'll do the uni stuff tomorrow. But anyway, um, Jake Lloyd, Jack Crisp, they're my yep. D1, D2 at this stage. Um, you know what you're going to get from them. I think they're really reliable. D3, Jaden Short. Um, once again, no Bachelor of Hawley. I think he'll have a really big year. And at 535000 I can see him averaging 100, so I, I really like that pick. Uh, D4, like everyone else, Lockie Whitfield, um, so cheap, such a high ability to score. He'll get thrown around a little bit maybe role-wise, but, I mean, he could play pretty much anywhere and average 100, so Lockie Whitfield is locked and loaded. So this is one I've gone back to, Dano, my D5 spot. Yep. George Hewitt, I'm back on the Hewitt train at this stage. Okay. okay. Um just I don't know whether we're going to get the, the defense rookies to allow us to go a bit cheaper in that D5 spot. So I almost think we have to go for someone. Now, the other one I'm weighing up in this spot is Justin McInerney. Yep, that's fair. It looks like he has a really, really good role um, of on that wing slash halfback, half forward sort of role. Um, and he actually had a really big spike in scoring last year which is a really yep. good indication of the, the role for the following year. So I think I could still change that last minute, but I think George Hewitt until Walsh is back will score really well. Um, and I'm not seeing Hewitt as a keeper, but a stepping stone um, to get me to one of those, high, probably Aaron Hall um, once he's looking really fit. So yeah, that's where I'm sitting at, at the moment. Um, D6, Paddy McCartan. Um, yeah, it looked like he's got a great role. Um, playing as that intercept defender and he's 157,000 and it looks like he's going to play and that's that's a tick in the defence at the at the way that the rookie crisis is looking. Now on my bench, I've got Sam DeConing, like everyone else does. Um, again, a rookie that's going to play 123,000. Uh, won't set the world on fire scoring-wise, but he's going to play and that's good enough this year. Um, and at my D8 at the moment, I've got, I don't even know his first name. What's his first name? Mitch Cox. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's the spot where I'm a little bit unsure of it's, it. We're not 100% sure whether he's going to play or not. Um, hopefully someone else bobs up. But we'll talk about that a little bit later because we've got a viewer question, a listener question okay. yep. about yep. that spot. But anyway, what have you got, mate? So I've gone completely different to you. 100% completely Ooh. different. I'm actually backing in the defensive rookies where everyone else is like, there's no value, but I'm taking a bit of a gamble. And if it pays off, it pays off. If it doesn't, I just use a bonus trade. So I've actually gone D1, Jack Crisp, D2, 
Jaden Short, D3, Lockie Whitfield. Then D4 is Sin, Joshy Sin from Port Adelaide. D5 is Paddy McCartan. D6 is Sam DeConing. And then on my bench, I've got Joshy Gibkus. And then I've got Wilmot from Brisbane Lions, who's suspended in round one as my D8. So it's a guaranteed loophole option, but I reckon he might play round two onwards. That is very interesting. Yeah. And I've got Joshy Sin there as a defense mid-swing because when you see my midfield bench, you will understand why. So let's move on to the midfield, Pato. Who have you got in your midfield? Yep. So like everyone else, I've got Jack McRae at M1. Um, M2, I've gone with Jack Steele. I think his start to the year is way too good. Um, And I can see him starting off averaging 130 over the first five or six rounds. So locked into my team. Um, At M3, I've got Lockie Neal. So I'm going a little bit lighter in the midfield, but I think that's where the money is going to be made. Yep. M4, I've gone with Matty Rowell. Um, He's in for a big year. Whether he's a stepping stone or whether he's going to be my M8, we'll we'll see. But Matty Rowell looks prime for a big year. Jared Berry is my M5. Awkward price, but I think the role is going to be really good and I think he's going to make at least 200k, maybe even 250. So even at the price, I think you make you try and make it work personally. Um, and then M, what's that? M6. I've got Horn Francis, I've got Dacos M7, and I've got Ward M8. Yep. So that's my on field midfielders. And then my bench, I've gone with Dylan Stevens. Yep. Gone with Cooper Stevens. Yep. And is it Connor McDonald? Yeah, Connor McDonald from Hawthorne. Um, to round out my bench. Now, obviously, um, it's pending selection for probably Stevens and McDonald. The other guys all look nailed on. Um, I'm a little bit surprised, I know that people are downgrading Dylan Stevens to free out some cash because the role looks super good. Mm. Um, Stevens is a really talented kid. So I think even at 167, I think he needs to be in everyone's team personally. Yep, yep. Well, you like like everyone else, so then comes to me, and mine is not like everyone else. So I got Jack McRae at M1. I've got Clayton Oliver at M2. I've got Darcy Parrish at M3. I'm not touching Steele or Miller. I really want Miller, but I can't fit him in. I'm not touching Steele. I reckon I can get him in, hopefully, a bit cheaper. M4 is Lockie Neal. M5 is Matty Rowell. M6 is Jason Horn francis M7, Nick Dacos. M8, Joshy Ward. I'm not touching Barry. Just could not fit him in somehow. Then M9, Dylan Stevens on my bench. The other two bench ones are O'Driscoll from Fremantle with the defensive mid-swing. So if he plays and Joshy Sin doesn't, I can switch him around. And then my last bench spot is Connor McDonald from Hawthorne like yourself. Interesting. But, yeah, hopefully we get yeah. O'Driscoll named round one. Yeah, it'd be nice. I'd on both Sin and O'Driscoll getting named round one would be nice because then that that swing really comes into effect for me round one. And then if Wilmot plays round two, I'm this gamble pays off majorly. Yeah, the thing that sucks is we won't know about O'Driscoll until what Friday night, Saturday night, Correct. Friday night. Correct. Um, so obviously we would have already seen two games going into our third game for the round. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hopefully we get at least extended benches on Thursday. We should get extended benches on Thursday. And obviously we'll know about Sin Thursday well, night because they play Saturday. So Correct. 
Correct. It's so. an interesting plot, um, Dano. It's very interesting. I do. I did like Wilmot, but yeah, it's. I think it's risky because if he's not named, you've got a, a dead rookie sitting there at what 140, 150? Is that what he's priced at? One thirty nine, and I got thirty one k in the bank. Okay, so, not, so yeah, yeah. It, it works out okay for me. Just all depends if he's nailed on best twenty two, but it's bold. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we've got those five bonus trades and I'm cool with using one of them to basically redeem myself for my fuck-up if it's a fuck-up. If it does, if it comes off brilliantly, I look like a genius. And you know, like, yeah, and, I mean, this, and this year, yeah. I don't really have any big gambles with players and massive PODs. Like, Tarsi Parrish is my main POD, really. That's so my risky. POD, I know. And so my POD really is this rookie move that... It, I'm trying to pull off. Anyway, um, ruck line. Who are your rucks? I think I know who they are. <laughs> yeah, why mess with a winning formula, mate? Um, Gondi. Yep. Gondi. I like Darcy. I think he'll average really highly, but I cannot trust the guy's body. And he's young. And as soon as you start hearing Achilles, I mean, he's going to be playing on those hard Perth grounds. Um. Yeah, I just can't do it. I know we've got those extra trades, but I don't want to use any in my ruck line. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. I just can't do it. So back in the, the proven duo, Gondi, um, they've got the same buy, which isn't great, but I mean, that's they've had the same buy yeah. for the last three years now, haven't they? Yeah, but it's best 18 anyway, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, on my bench, I've actually got Jack Hayes. So I've downgraded Sam Hayes to Jack Hayes. Just to free up a little bit more cash, obviously yep. pending selection. Yep. But we'll know pretty early because they play Friday night. So, well, I've gone Gaudy, but given the Jack Darling news about how his body's fucked, I've gone Big Dixon on the bench with the ruck forward swing at big, 102k. Big huge Dixon, I like it. <laughs> big huge Dixon, yeah. Anyway, forward line, and the, I've I've got really utilized DPPs in this team, by the way, with the rookies when you see my forward line and one of them's going to be like, what the fuck? But I just, yeah, trust me. There's a reason why I've got 31 K in the bank still um, forward line. What do you got? So Josh Dunkley F1 um, goes there. Don't even say anything about that. Yep. Um, F2, Zachy Butters um, yep. in for a big year. I think, I think he can push up towards 100, 105 average. Yep. Playing in that midfield. Um, once again, his body is a slight issue, but if he misses more than sort of three weeks, then it's an easy trade over to Heaney or whoever. So I'm not too stressed about that. Um, F3, Stephen Canelio. who I think will really score well um, as an F3 and a great price. So yeah, he should be in everyone's team anyway. F4, I'm going with Will Brody. Yep. Roll looks good. I'm not too concerned about Nat Fife. They recruited him over for a reason. He'll get midfield minutes now. He won't score like he did in the preseason, but well, I'm backing well, him for an 80 or 85 average. Can I, can I get into something there, Pato? Everyone's Thank worried you, about Fife impacting on Brody and like he won't be at the centre bounces and stuff. Mitch Croden was at the centre, like 22 of 25 centre bounces or something last game. Will Brody's there for a reason. Nat Fife playing sole mid is not going to impact on Brody. If anything, his scoring might actually be even slightly better. When you've got probably the best midfielder in the comp feeding it out to you, then exactly. how can that be a bad thing? Like, exactly. No, no joke. And he might even be the inside man like the um, 
Because Brayshaw is not the one that shovels it out to Fifey. Um, remember when Lockie Neal was doing it? Like, yeah. Will Brody, I reckon, could be that the new Lockie Neal for Nat Fife and Brayshaw and Sarong, if Sarong's not in there. Yeah, anyway, I just thought I'd get that off my chest because people are like, oh, Will Brody, he's probably he's going to get dropped now. Nah, Croden was in the was playing midfield. He's not a midfielder. He's a fucking little forward. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm more than happy for people not to start Will Brody because they're just going to have to waste a trade bringing him in when he averages 90 over the first two weeks or 100 or whatever. So, yeah, yep, happy yep. with that. Uh, F5, Hugo Rolfsmith. Um, looks nailed on in that role. I've heard some other podcasts, Dano, mention that Ralph Smith may not look as good once Rioli comes back into the team, but they're clearly not watching the games because Rioli played against Hawthorne last weekend and <laughs> Ralph Smith still looked fine. Yeah. So he's nailed in my team. Um, the role looks good. Um, I don't think it can go wrong, really. Yep. F6, Dano. Yep. Corey Durden. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, I've changed my tune on him. Um, obviously, pending selection, but playing Thursday night, we'll know about him. So, can easily fix that up if he's not named. This this is a tough one though. F seven, Elijah Hollands. Yep. Hopefully, he plays. Otherwise, I'm kind of fucked, and we'll have to throw things around a little bit to make up some more coin. But <laughs> yep. we'll cross that bridge when it comes. And F eight, Nick Martin looks really good. I think he should be in everyone's team. I'm I'm I'll be shocked if he's in less than sixty percent of teams. Um, by round one, because he's going to play. He looked all right. He's not going to set the world on fire, but he's 102K. He doesn't have to. He just has to give us give us 50s, really. Yep. Oh, well, this is going to be interesting when you see my, like you hear mine. So, F1, Josh Dunkley. I already said I'm taking a punt on Heaney. F2 is Isaac Heaney. I reckon they... Horses basically said Heaney will play forward until Papley's back. Papley's back, predicted back round two, if not round three. So I'm cool with banking Heaney in and he might even go off his chops in the first game against the Giants and kick five goals or some shit from 17 disposals because he's an awkward matchup for the Giants. So I've banked in Heaney at F2. Zach Butters at F3. Like, I, I agree with you. Butters is going to have an insane year. Stephen Cornelio at F4, who I reckon will end up being a keeper by the end of it, Pato. I agree, um, yeah. As long as he stays on the park, if he's playing 22 games, I see no reason to trade him out, especially with the way the forward line looks. Now He'll average 100. He, he's not yeah, playing I forward agree. line. I've seen Fox, Fox, um, footy on Fox or whatever doing their fucking predicted best 22 of the Giants and they omitted Riccardi and they put fucking Canelio at half forward flank. So they obviously don't fucking watch the games. Um, but anyway, yeah, Canelio will be F4 and a keeper. I reckon those four that I've got there will be all keepers. And I mean, be there's, a world that, end. there's a world where I can see Will Brody could be a keeper as well. Now, it's not as now. I agree, Canelio will be a keeper. Will Brody's not as certain. But if he keeps that midfield role and scores oh, yeah. well, why will, will Brody be a keeper? Well, Will Brody's my F5. Yeah. And then I've got these are my three rookies. Rochelle at F6. But if the, this bloke plays, Elijah Hollands is on my bench. And like I said to you and the listeners last time, there's good word that Elijah Hollands will be potentially playing round one from his pracky game form. Apparently he booted something like five goals and just fucking dominated. 
Again, we don't have concrete evidence of that, but that's just what we're hearing. Um, and then we got F8 on the benches. Jackie Hayes, my boy from Woodville, rest Torrens. If Cetas was playing, he'd be on my fucking midfield bench. That's how much I love those two boys. That's Woodville, West Torrens, Byron, uh, bias there though, Pato. Yes, yeah. yes it is. Yeah, And with that forward ruck swing with uh, big, huge Dixon <laughs> in the ruck, if one of them doesn't play and the other one does, just switch them around. I think I think it works out well. So yeah, and I've still got thirty one k in the bank. If if uh, Hollands doesn't play, I can trade him to Durden because I liked what I saw before he went off in that um, community series game. So I've got that little thirty one k buffer will either be for Wilmot or Hollands. If not, none of them, and I just keep the thirty one k in the bank. Very interesting. Do you have any money left over, Pato? Yes, so I've got 39,800, which isn't an ideal amount. Yeah. Because ideally, if Holland isn't named, I'd want to turn him into probably Rochelle. But it's not enough, so I'd have to downgrade elsewhere. So maybe I go Ralph Smith to Rochelle and move Holland to someone else. Um, the other thing I don't like is the fact that I've got pure mids in my midfield. Yeah. Um, I think... By round six, we're going to get at least two of those guys get DPP. Oh, Francis Horn Francis, Acos. one of them, yeah. Um, and maybe Stevens yeah. as well. Um, yeah. And McDonald. But, yeah, yeah. He might get a forward swing as well. But first six weeks, um, I, I yeah. I want to try and squeeze it, but I don't think I can. I think the 11 that I've got in that midfield, I think are the ones that I want to start with and I'm just going to have to roll with it now. Obviously, once trades start happening, I can move guys around and, and have those DPP swings. Yep. But I think I'm going to have to roll with it for now. I was even half tempted to try and get rid of McDonald and put Hollands in my mids, assuming he plays, and then get Durden up forward because um, I'd have enough cash for it from McDonald. But again, I'll just want to wait and see. But anyway, that's our team's. And we've both got... I like how we do a podcast together and we've both got completely different strategies. <laughs> but still pretty yeah, much but, almost the same players. <laughs> yeah, Supercoach would be pretty boring if we all just had the same teams and mm. had the same strategies, you know. We, we we do these podcasts, not just us, but obviously plenty of peers around. And uh, we, we do it to float ideas off each other and, and give people ideas, but it's not like a all right, this is our starting squad, so you guys have to do the same thing. That's just yeah. fucking dumb. Um, yeah, that is dumb. We float ideas. Like, you're floating the idea of um, Darcy Parrish as a starting pick. You might you might change someone's mind on that. Someone might not have thought about him as a starting pick. Um, and that's why we do it, mate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, we'll move on to the main, re- like, the main reason people listen to us. Um, one was about our real random POD trades and shit like that in the middle of the season, but the main thing every week is VC and C options. So what we're going to do is we're going to preview the fucking rounds, and it's round one, Pato. So our first game is at 7.10 p.m. at the MCG on Wednesday night, and it's a grand final replay, Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs. Pro, there's so many fucking VC options in this game. It's not funny. Pardo, who are you going to suggest? Just quickly, I'm still fucking salty that this game is being played before the traditional <laughs> curtain raiser. 
Oh, that's just, it's a disgusting curtain raiser, Paddo. Let's but go. let's not go into that. Um, yeah. <laughs> when seven o'clock on a on a school night, they're not going to get the crowd that they hope they're going to get. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> we're talking about VCs. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I think I've locked my VC in. Um, Jack McRae. Yeah, okay. That's probably going to be my VC. But there's a guy that not many people are talking about in this discussion. Who is that, Paddo? Um, it's Max Gorn. Yeah, valid point. Through preseason, through preseason, Tim English has been their number one ruck. Now, traditionally, when Tim English plays as number one ruck, he gives up a buttload of hitouts. And we know when Max Gorn's getting hitouts, he does pretty well with those hitouts. Yeah. Well, funny but, you should mention that. Yeah, the that. presence of Steph Martin does worry me, though, because he is traditionally the Gorn stopper. Yeah, he's a negating ruck. But look, you bring up Gorn. His last game was round uh, round nineteen in twenty twenty one. He got a one twenty five, and then the previous game was round eleven twenty twenty one. He got one twenty, and then let's not forget, like I, I don't even know what the fuck he scored in the grand final, but yeah. Anyway, he so I could see minimum one twenty there. Um, if Steph Martin doesn't play, even if Steph Martin plays, it could be one minimum one twenty. So I don't mind that. Um, your Jack McRae call is probably the safer one because <laughs> listen to this: twenty twenty round thirteen one forty one, twenty twenty one round nineteen one forty six, twenty twenty one round eleven one forty five. He's he's minimum one forty one against the Demons. So very fucking like that's just a. Nice, sturdy pick there, Pato. Nice, sturdy pick. Got any more suggestions? Yeah, yeah. The only thing you'd have to be slightly concerned about is the fact that last year, for some reason, Jack McRae played on a wing in round one and got 118. And that was against the Magpies as well, who we know how they give up scores to opposition midfielders. Um, And just quickly, Gorn got 95 in the grand final last year. Oh, there you go. But um, the fact that they sort of ran away with it, it's not surprising. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Luke Jackson actually got 113, interestingly. Hmm. Okay. Um, but no, another yeah. one I don't mind is um, Josh Dunkley. People aren't really talking about him either as a VC option. Well, didn't really play much against the Demons over the last couple of years. That's probably no. why. Yeah. No, but I think he's nailed in in that inside midfield role. I don't know what Libba's status is, Dano. I don't know whether he's going to play or not. Well, there could be a cheeky VC on Adam Trelaw then. Yeah, Trelaw plays. Know. If Libba plays, Trelaw's going to get affected, hundred percent. If Libba doesn't play, Trelaw's in that midfield mix. Yeah, yeah, but I don't love the idea of starting Trelaw, so I'm not going to mention him. Yeah, but we're talking about people that are starting Trelaw. Remember, we're yes. given options to people because some people have Adam Trelaw and are thinking about who do I VC. They might not have picked McRae. You'd be dumb if you don't pick McRae, but they might not have picked McRae. Like, so we've got to give all all of our random options, Pato. Like, even the Bont might be a valid option if you've started the Bont. Yeah, I don't mind it. It it probably all just depends on how you think it's going to win the game. Well, I think. Melbourne will win, and I reckon Clayton Oliver will come out and absolutely butt-fuck them. Absolutely yeah, butt-fuck so, them. Yeah, he could well. So he'd I don't be think a great Petrarca will. I reckon Petrarca might get 110. 
but I can see Clayton Oliver going 140 plus. Well, Petrarca was pretty decent in the grand final last year, don't know. Yeah, I know, but it's not a grand final. It's round one. True. He leaves it for the big games now. He's like Dusty Martin. Yes, yes. Leaves it for the big games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Clayton Oliver, 139, 144, and a 100 in 2020. I don't know what he got in the grand final. You probably have the stats for that in front of you, but Clayton Oliver is my... 139. 139. Oh, I was one point off. <laughs> You'd take that as a VC. Oh, yeah. And I'm, well, I generally have a rule of 130. If your VC hits 130, take it. Yeah, I got the 130 as well. Yeah, 100%. Any other ones in that Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne game? Some like some people might be starting Timmy English. I wouldn't fucking do that against Gorn. Um, I wouldn't VC him against Gorn. No way. No. No. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone else. Um, yeah, that's probably you, if, you, if you're going real full-blown POD, I don't know if Christian Salem's still injured. Be a hectic VC option. Um, they feed the ball through him a lot, but again, Melbourne had five of their back six out against Carlton, so I don't know whether he'll be back or not. But that's just a real big smoky one, by the way. I, there's too many good options besides Christian Salem, like Oliver, McRae, Dunkley, and the main and Gorn. They're the main four. Maybe Bond. Anyway, that's why we discuss these things. Anyway, Thursday night's game, which is the one that Pato really thinks is the real round one starter is 7.25pm, Carlton versus Richmond. Paddo, some options in this one. There's quite a few options in this one, I think, don't I? Yeah. If you're not going with the Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs VC, or if you if the VC fails and you want a C option, you can go for this game. Yes. So if you've got Patrick Cripps, I'd be very confident with putting the VC on him. Or not the, the C. C, though. Oh, I wouldn't put the C on him. I'd VC him. Wouldn't have the faith to put the C, uh, the C on him straight up. Yeah. That's just me. I don't mind Dusty as an option as well. However, I reckon he might get ran with by George Hewitt. Interesting. So not sure that's a great option like in previous years. He usually gets like 120 minimum. Uh, yeah, at least. At least. Um, and I don't mind Jaden Short either. That's who I was going to suggest. That's what um, I was going to suggest. Yeah, so he had 100 last year against Carlton in round one. That was, what that was of course, without Basher Hawley. But as you said, they, they feed everything through Jaden Short in that back line. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won't be short on points. No, he won't. <laughs> he will not be Only short on points. And name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold call here, Pato. <laughs> oh, yes. Bring it. <laughs> I actually think... Carlton are going to be bombing it long into Richmond's defence. I reckon people are underrating Richmond's defence right now because I picked up Robbie Tarrant and all that and they're going to be overrating the fuck out of Carlton. And I reckon Jaden Short's going to get that much of the fucking pill that he'll get sent to hospital with leather poisoning and he'll go 160. Oof. I could just see him fucking almost like 35 disposals to almost 40 just feeding the fuck out of him. Now, that is very interesting. And we don't mind a bold call. Happy to be proven wrong. Most likely will, but I just got this feeling that Jaden Shorts is going to go fucking huge. Like he did in that preseason game last year. Yeah. Yeah. 
Got one more for you, Dano. Oh. Some news just filtering through now Ooh. as we speak. It's not Sam Walsh, is it? A confirmed starter. Yeah. Sam Doherty. He's in. Hearing word that he's in, mate. Ooh. Now, it may depend on whether he plays wing or halfback because I think I don't really like him on the wing if he's going to score well. But if he plays halfback, Richmond like to let their opponent do pretty much whatever they want because they back in what they do. Yeah, right. We haven't really discussed Sam Doherty because of the whole cancer thing. So, But he did get... Not oh, we, Tim, did, so. we did discuss him, sorry. Um, I said, told you that he got 38 disposals in the VFL cracky game. Just a lazy 38. And I don't th- even think he played the full game either. So it's 533,000. Yeah, he's only two grand shorter of short. <laughs> Just something to think about. Yeah, right. Oh, they'll, they'll, he'll be he'll be in 1% of teams. Someone will pick him. Someone and, will pick him. And he'll score 120 in the first round, and then that, that 1% will be like, yeah, you fucking beauty. And they probably get the fucking weekly. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. They'll probably get the weekly with a whole bunch of random PODs. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'd a like good, Daniel Rich and well, yeah. Daniel Rich is not a bad option. That's the thing. Yeah, I like Daniel Rich. Yeah. I like Daniel Rich. I reckon he's getting very underrated as he was last year. Very underrated. Yeah. Um anyway, I can't really think of anyone else. A real fucking left field one. Um, if you're starting Chera, could be Adam Chera, or if he continues on with his form and you've got the gonads to pick him, even though we haven't really said you should. Matt Kennedy, just because I'm pretty sure he's in some teams, and if we've got a listeners that have got the balls to pick him, I personally wouldn't. I don't think he's going to be a top eight mid, top eight to ten mid by the end of the season. There's way too many good people ahead of him. But if you've picked him and you got the balls and you... Yeah, anyway, he I reckon he could actually go bunanas. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame we can't pick him as a forward this year, Dana, because I think he'd be on radars if he was. Oh, fuck yeah. 100%. 100%. But that's the nature of the beast. Who who knows? Sam Walsh might come back in and they'll be like, oh, fucking bam, bam. You're going to half forward flank. And he still racks up the pill. I think they've confirmed he's not playing round one. No, but like after round one. Like at some point in the season, he accumulates that percentage of forward time. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. For Matt Kennedy. If they push him out of the midfield. But anyway, we've got a Friday night's game. St Kilda versus Collingwood, 7.50pm at Marvel Stadium with that sexy new big screen that everyone's jizzing over. This one, this, this one is, yeah. Well, I know who you're going to say. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's only one bike to talk about in this game, don't I? I, th- I actually think there's a couple. I think there's a, Actually, I think there's three. If you really okay. want a bold VC option. Well, I, I I think Jack Steele will go big for those that aren't following. Last year, he had a lazy 154 against the Pies. Uh, any midfield, any good midfielder playing against Collingwood last couple of years, you pencil in for 140 plus. Um, Jack Steele is currently my captain. It would take a pretty big score for me not to take Jack Steele as my captain. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm backing him in for a big game. I'm... 
I've got two. One's like, yeah, okay, that's fair, which is Brody Grundy. I reckon he'll just, he might get 120, he might go huge, I don't know. But I reckon it is a safety option there. But the other one, who, I'm again, if you've picked him as a POD in defense, good on you. It's Brad Hill. Oh. I know, it sounds disgusting, but we've got to explore the Smokies as well. He could have a very big game. A very big game. Especially with Collingwood, just, again, who will just roost it into the forward line and probably think Hilda will get a fuckload of rebound 50s. And if Brady, Brad Hill is playing off halfback flank like he did in that community series game, well, I reckon he could have a big game against Collingwood. It looks like that's the role he's going to be playing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, it sounds disgusting, but it won't surprise me if he goes big. But I wouldn't put the C on him, people. It'd be a VC option only. Unless you've got the biggest fucking gonads in the world that you need a wheelbarrow to carry them around with, wheelbarrow nads. Do not put the C on Brad Hill. Just put the VC if you want a real fucking smoky sele- uh, selection. Yeah. But I, I, it won't surprise me if he goes big. Um, but I can't really see anyone else. Like, I can't even see Pendles going super, super, super big. Like the others could, like your McCrae's and all that, and your Steels. Yeah, the only one I'd maybe look at is Jack Crisp. Um, but oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it because I, I think the Saints will probably win this pretty comfortably. Yeah, but they can win it comfortably and just let him do what he wants. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I can see a one fifteeny from Crisp. Not, not enough to warrant a VC or C selection for me. Yeah. Anyway, we're on to Saturday's games. Saturday and March 19 at the MCG. We have the Retirement Village versus the Baby, the ba- the fucking daycare centre. Geelong versus Essendon. 2.10pm afternoon game. So it's not at Cadinia Park. It's not at GMHB ABCDEFG Stadium. Who have you got, Pato? Because you know which one I'm going to suggest from Geelong just because he's a fucking podcast favourite. Well, if you're going to suggest a Geelong player, I'll suggest an Essendon one because I think Essendon will win this game. Yeah, but you can still have a top-scoring player in the game and they still get belted. Look at Tookie Miller. You can. I I think Darcy Parrish will have a big one in this one. I reckon he will too. And I also think that the fucking Garth, Cam Guthrie, will go boo-na-nas and people will sleep on him. He'll just fucking waltz around doing what he wants and he won't get tagged. That's so Darcy just... Parrish played... Geelong once last year for a lazy 190, don't know. Yeah, I know, and he's in my team for a reason too. <laughs> it's just, you just have to be weary of maybe Mark O'Connor playing and possibly tagging. I'll just say that as contested possessions myself. <sighs> yeah, yeah, Parrish is too good to stop um, from someone like Mark O'Connor. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Um, I'm very bullish on Parrish, and he it was him and Guthrie in this game for me. Um, if he comes back, maybe Tommy Stewart, but I, I don't like Tom Stewart, Stewart as a C option. I only see him throughout the season as a VC option only. Yeah, I don't think you can put that sort of player um, as a C. Nah, nah. You've got to leave it to your mids or your gun forwards or your gun rucks. Very rarely defenders unless it's fucking Seagull Aaron Hall. Yeah, or Jake Lloyd if he finds his full form. Oh, the Lloyd one. You know my thoughts on the Lloyd one. I think McInerney and them are going to swipe too much off of him. But anyway, yeah. 
That's just my opinion. Whether it's right or not, it's another thing. Um, yeah, so you don't have anyone else? Like, you're off Zachy Merritt? Yeah, Merritt hasn't had a great record against Geelong. They usually pay him a fair bit of attention. So that's why I think Parrish will probably get off the chain a bit. It won't surprise me if Andy McGrath has a good game. Whether or not it's a huge game is another thing, but it won't surprise me if he goes all right, which is one that we think might get DPP swing. Yeah, I agree with that six. because um, he'll have old man Higgins or or um, who's a bloke they picked up from the Bulldogs. Um, Dalhouse. Yeah, he'll have someone like that chasing him around and just leaving for dead. So I, I don't mind the McGrath shout, but I don't think he's going to be in too many starting squads. Yeah, and the other one is Jordan Ridley. Um, but that's if um, old mate from the Crows plays. So then Ridley can play intercept defender. Jake Kelly. That's the one. See? He's an Essendon is... player now, mate. Yeah, no, that's the former... I said the former Adelaide player. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I just forgot his name. And even though on my screen right now, it actually says Kelly in my face... By the way, <laughs> I still didn't pick up on it. <laughs> anyway, so there's our picks for the Geelong Essendon game. There, um, I, re- I reckon that's fairly good. Um, Five ten p.m. The Battle of the Bridge, Giants versus the Sydney Swans. Who you got in this one, Pato? VCC options. So is. What is Matt DeBoer's health looking like? He's fine. So he'll play? That's the thing. The Giants' depth is fucking sick now that they're all healthy. <laughs> so I actually don't know if he plays or whether we, like, the Giants just back in their short ball movement and just let the Swans pretty much try and pick it off of them. Or if Lockie Ash does a run with roll in the midfield, like he, he has tended to do. Yeah, they played around with him last year in that run with Rob. Yeah. And he was bloody good at it because the man can run. on any Sydney players. What was that, sorry? I think that puts too much doubt if you're going to look at a Sydney player, unless you look at a Heaney if you think he's going to run off the chain. But I think I think there's way better options than Heaney. Um, I don't know I'd, if I'd, I like anyone from this game, Dano. Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly... Is one uh, I reckon this is his year. It will, I was trying to decide between Parrish and Kelly in my as my M three this year because like he's healthy. He's had another full preseason. Giants have adopted their short ball movement, which we've been crying out for the, for the last fucking three years. Which means high disposal game, which you could see Giants assets going from being up and down to being like Western Bulldogs assets with a high disposal game. Yeah, and Kelly will be one of the recipients. Huh? That means less contested possessions from guys like Kelly. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if he's getting like 38 disposals a game. True. Like in all those marks, the marks make up for it. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I don't mind Josh Kelly in this one. Um it won't surprise me if Timmy Taranto does have a big game, but I wouldn't put the VC... Or I'd, he'd only be a VC option, not a C. Yeah, yeah, I think by this time, you're looking at C options. Yeah, correct. I reckon you are. But 
if you haven't listened to our podcast and not or not followed our advice there and you're doing vc options at this point yeah okay <laughs> um what can you do but yeah i think that's pretty much it in this game um I, yeah i think that's pretty much it for big scorers considering who we're looking at early on in that round um brisbane lions versus port adelaide at 8 10 p.m at the gabba there's a few options in this one, Pato, and one of them is my C option. Mm. Yeah, so this is actually an interesting little matchup. Um, yeah, you got the two big. I think hitters. both of these teams are in for a big year. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know if you can trust him with a C round one, but Zach Butters could well have a big game. Brisbane don't tend to tag. And I'm I don't thinking Lockie Neal either. Lockie Neal's my C at the moment. Hundred percent. Wow, that's interesting. Yep, he's my C at the moment. I reckon he's going to have a fucking ripper year and bounce back from his injury year. Or Ollie Wine's the guy that everyone's fucking overlooking. And he's a massive POD like Darcy Parrish. And if you've got Ollie Wine's, it will not surprise me if he goes fucking big in this game. Very interesting. Not will not surprise me. Um, there, Yeah, I can't really see any other options. Like, there's a question mark over whether Dane Zorko's playing and he hasn't had a full preseason, so... We don't know where the fuck he's playing either. No, you wouldn't go there. The other option, but again, usually I pick this bloke as a VC. And remember last year, whenever I picked him, he went fucking big. That's Daniel Rich. Rich. <laughs> I'm like the Rich Whisperer. <laughs> and I, but the thing is, I can see him going like 120. Yeah, it's just not quite enough, is it? Nah, it's not quite enough, but it's an option. But I still got that 130 rule. But yeah, it won't surprise me if he goes bigger than 120, but I think he will go around 120. He'll crack 100 against Port. I just know it. Um, Jared Lyons, no, not anymore. No. We want to see what he can do because now he's been pushed out of those center bounces. Like he's still taking some, but nowhere near as much as what he was previously. Got anyone else, Pato? No, not from that game. No, that's fair. Not even your Jared Berry call. <laughs> Not for a C. <laughs> hey, mate, we were doing Aaron Hall last year. We were doing Aaron Hall last year. Just saying. Different players. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, Sunday. Speaking of Aaron Hall. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he plays, I don't think he's, he's still injured. Sunday, 1.10pm, Hawthorne versus North Melbourne at the MCG, not in Tassie. If it was in Tassie, I reckon. Josh Simpkin. Or the other t- Tasmania killer, Tom Mitchell. Yeah. He's in but doubt. It, he might not play. Josh Ward for C. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm kidding. No Josh Ward to C. No Josh Ward to C. Um, it did cross my mind. After his press, nah, that well, that's like the whole Rowlers C in his first season. Hey, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, yeah, I don't like really anyone. Luke McDonald, if you've got the balls to pick Luke McDonald, but I can't see him going huge. Jack, if you're Zeeble. starting him as a POD. I like Jack Zebel. Yeah, you just seagull it. I think. I think he'll get a bunch of the footy. But I think this is going to be a pretty average game to watch. Hey, we don't care about average games to watch, mate. We just care about the points. True. Let's care about the points. 
Um, yeah. Won't surprise me if Jagger O'Meara goes fairly solid, but I wouldn't be touching him in your team. Unless he has a ridiculously good year and surprises everyone, but yeah. Sicily? Would you do the sis dog? No. No, nah. not as a captain. No. Nah. No. Nah. LDU? No. Nah. Nah. I reckon he might go 115, 120. Got the gonads and he pulls out a 140, 150. Fucking good on you. If LD, okay, here we go. If LDU comes out and gets 140 minimum and he's your captain, send me a fucking screenshot and I will buy you a six pack of whatever you want. Mate, no one is starting Luke Davies Jr. I reckon some people are. I reckon some people are. He's been talked up by a lot of podcasts. I'm not starting him, but hey, some people are. So what I'm saying is if you start LDU and he gets 140 minimum and you have the C on him and it's locked in, you send me a screenshot, I will send you a six pack of whatever you want. 100%. It's it's recorded. It's on the podcast. It's done. It's done, Pato. Yeah, you it's can't get out now. No, I can't. But, well, I could edit it, but <laughs> no, fuck it. It's out there. It's out there. It's done. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. Two more games to go. Adelaide Crows versus the Frio Dockers at Adelaide Oval, 4.10 p.m. My, I'm just going to start off with my massive POD in this one. I reckon Lukey Ryan is going to go fucking boonanas. Pato, have you seen his stats against fucking Adelaide since he's first started playing? I have not. My fucking God. The man has never dropped below 106 since he first started playing against Adelaide. That's including his rookie year. Has not dropped below 106. Last, now, these are his last three scores, obviously. So 2019, he got 145. 2020, he got 109. Okay, so not that great. 2021, 134. I can just, oh. If you've got the big balls, and you like a POD, and you've got the biggest gonads on the planet, and like your VC fucking sucked and you missed all of the other captain's options that we've named. If you go Lukey Ryan, if you go Lukey Ryan and he goes over 140, <laughs> you send me a screenshot of the locked in C and I'll send you a six pack of whatever you want. But Dane is giving away a lot of piss this week, mate, boys. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. You have to send me the screenshot of it locked in as you see. By wait, what day? It's a Sunday game. By Sunday midnight. Sunday midnight. You got to send it to me, and I will send you out. That's including the North Melbourne one with LDU. You got to send it to me by Sunday midnight, which is technically Monday morning. And I'll send. And yeah, I'll get your details. I'll send you out something. Hundred percent. It's done. It's deal. Anyway, Luke Ryan, fan favorite, podcast favorite. Um, Andy Brayshaw. One Nat Fife. If, like, Fife is fucking undervalued if he's playing soul mid, my God. It's just questions over his body. Yeah, and that Fife is still tempting the fuck out of me. Yeah, now, I know. Just, just quickly, Dano, um, part of picking a really good VC or C option is seeing trends, right? Yep. And what I mean by that is trying to recognize the teams that give up lots of points in certain areas. And the Crows? For example... 
<laughs> if Steph Martin doesn't play and Tim English is rocking, Max Gorn. You love a rock against the Bulldogs, right? Yeah. Collingwood give up really big points to opposition midfielders and Correct. halfbacks. Correct. Which is why I'm so big on Jack Steele as a captain option this week. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Adelaide, the last year or two, have given up bulk points to opposition midfielders, just like Collingwood. Yep, yep. And there's a very real reason behind that. Um, they're a younger midfield. They've been pretty uncompetitive the last couple of years. Now, I think they'll be a little bit better this year, but Keys isn't the thing is, anymore. Sloan is moving out of that midfield. Yep. I think Sloan plays midfield this week. Yep. But longer term, you're pretty much replacing Sloan with Matt Crouch, who isn't a defensive midfielder at all. Yeah. He's only running one way. And that's wherever that red thing is. <laughs> so if you are starting Brayshaw, if you are starting Fife, I know our mate James is starting Fife. I would love a, a captain for Fife in this game. Now, I'm not going to offer up a six-pack. I'm a uni student, so <laughs> barely afford a six-pack for myself, let alone a listener. But... Yeah, I, I love Nat Fife as an option in this game. Fife um, is life. Fife is life. Fife no matter life. who you go for, Fife is life, except for maybe West Coast fans. I feel like I'm going to end up somehow at the last minute getting Fife in my team. Mate, I'm scared of doing it. I feel like the I same. should delete the app off my phone while I'm on my way into the, the Richmond game on Thursday night. Just delete it off my phone so I'm not tempted when those teams come out at 7 o'clock or 6.40 or whatever time they come yeah. out. And we've seen Nat Fife named in the centre. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I've just got to got, avoid temptation. There's too many players that have come back from injury and stuff like that that I've got in my team that I've just got to avoid Fife. <laughs> I'll stick with my parish. Yeah, parish yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you got Brayshaw, you got fucking Fife. Lukey Ryan's my POD one. I reckon he'll start off the season like a house on fire. Um, especially against the Crows. If Jordan Dawson does play, because he's still got the little Band-Aid on himself, but if he plays, I'd love to see whether he does play that midfield role like they were practicing, as the like the guy that like gets fed the ball on the outside. Be interesting. Be very interesting. So I want to wait and see there, because um, yeah, they've got no lead. Coming off the calf issues that he's been having, no, thank you. Yeah, and Laird's obviously out, so he's fucking kaput. Um, Riley O'Brien versus Sean Darcy. I I can see Darcy beating O'Brien there, but I can see them both going over a hundred. To be honest. Yeah, I think they'll sort of nullify each other. I don't think anyone, either of them, will go off the chain. But yeah, yeah, I can see him getting about a hundred each. Yeah, if not, maybe Darcy. 110, 120, and O'Brien like 95, 90. Yeah, if they're not both over 100. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone else. Um, I don't think Matt Crouch will score big enough to warrant it. I don't, I don't even know if he's going to hit 100. I was so bullish on him in the preseason, and pff, I'm off him now. Because in the next yeah, game. I mean, he might, yeah. he might work his way into the season, um, but he'll slowly make cash, and he won't be an option for Super Coach. But the next game, there's a stamp of guarantee I've got on this one, and I really feel like switching one player out for this bloke. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Fuck yeah. We've got 7.40pm at Optus Stadium, COVID Coast Eagles, <laughs> the injury-crippled Eagles 
versus the Gold Coast Suns. And Took Miller is my fucking guarantee captain this week. Lock him in if you've got him. He will fucking go bananas. West Coast Eagles. Tim Kelly is now have now has COVID. He won't be playing. Fucking um, even Tom Joyce, the rookie, that we were like, fuck yeah, we got a rookie midfielder that's an in and under player that can fucking help out. He's fucking not playing. He's injured. Got so many injuries. They're gonna be going up against a fucking like waffle standard midfield. Fucking look at Tuki. Even Raul. Fuck. I could, I could yeah, just see so him going I'm, fucking off the rails, mate. I'm going to make a prediction here, Dana. Yep. Now, That's over the good. nine games that we've got next week, not weekend, yep. next week, I think there will be, for sure, three scores over 160. And one of them will be Tookie, 100%. One of them will be Took Miller. Yep, 100%. Um, and I can see Rao going 130-plus as well. Yep, yep. I think they're going to shark the absolute fuck out of Nick Nat's hitouts. Yeah. If he even plays, he's got a question mark over him too. He Nick hasn't Nat trained this week. No, nah, he'll play. Oh, Tell you what, then, I'm looking at the odds, Dano. $2.10 for Gold Coast to win. Oh, we don't. We, we, we shouldn't be talking betting, but fucking, oh, that's juicy. Load the fuck up. That is juicy as fuck. <laughs> And the Gold Coast do have a history of starting the season off okay and then falling into a heap of fucking shit. They do. Yeah. Yeah, Tookie Miller, even, fuck. Just load up. North Melbourne at 226 is pretty juicy, but we uh, always encourage responsible gambling on this channel. Yeah, we do. We do. But oh, I actually want to look at something really quickly off topic. Um, I just, yeah, I want to see this. Hang on one second. Let's look. So... Gold Coast start the season against the Eagles. Then they play Melbourne. Okay, that's fair enough. But then they play the Giants at Giants Stadium. I don't think they'll tag Took. Then they play Carlton and they play St Kilda. That's the first five games for the Suns. Like, Jack Steele's got a better first five. Yeah, okay. I, I reckon Jack Steele, like, he'll either go ridiculously huge against Collingwood or he. I don't think he might even crack 100. Bold call. Bold call. Yeah, I mean, it's against Collingwood, so you almost pencil in 120 just with before. Yeah, I know. Even I know. The footy. I know. Um, but you're talking about first five games, Dano. Collingwood yep. round one. Fremantle round two, which isn't That's easy, tough. but it's not disastrous. That's tough. Richmond round three, who don't tag. Well, yeah, he has a really good history against Richmond. I know that much. He does. Round four, he's got Hawthorne. Yeah, okay. Young Hawthorne. Yeah, don't tell me he has North. And round five, five, he's got Gold Coast who don't tag. Yeah, okay, that's actually pretty juicy. That's very juicy. And that's the reason why I'm starting Jack Steele. Oh, you're making me change my mind. <laughs> but I love Clayton Oliver. Yeah, I, I don't know if Oliver's going to start off the season super well. We've just got to find out when Oliver plays against Adelaide because that's that's a pencil in 200 game, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that is too. He always fucking goes massive. Okay, you want to know when he Not plays Adelaide? Let's... Oh. Not till round 16. Lame. Lame. <laughs> but he does go Western Bulldogs first round, which he scores well against. Then he's got the Suns, Essendon, Port Adelaide, Giants. So, mm, yeah. 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 Fuck, stop making me second guess myself, Pato. <laughs> There's a lot of thinking, mate, in the next 48 hours. 
Oh, no. I know. Anyway, let's go to the listener questions, Pato. We've got a fucking fair few of them. There is. Okay, so we'll start off with first one by Sam. Is Timmy English going to be a top five ruck or top eight forward? Yes or no? I think he'll be a top five ruck. I don't think he'll be a top I'm eight forward. I'm going to sort of sit on the fence. If Steph Martin misses more than 15 games, I think he can be a top eight forward. Okay. But you would you'd have to assume that Steph Martin plays more than that. And I'm going to say no, but he wouldn't be far off the top eight group. Okay. Next one's from series regular Ryan, who we had on the podcast in the grand final last year. He goes, I found a lump on the underside of my balls. Should I just monitor it for now or should I get it checked to be safe? Well, judging by that comment, it sounds like he's got a lump on his forehead because he's a massive fucking dickhead. So I'll go get it checked out. Yeah, I'd I'd get the brain checked out as well by that. (laughs) Uh, We love Ryan's input every week. (laughs) We do, we do. These are all our Facebook comments. Um, Okay, we got Jason has said, Barry or Jason Horn Francis? He's got cash to go up to him. Um, the other one is, is Ryan good value? And I think I, th- I think he means Luke Ryan. I don't know. But yeah, Jerry Berry or Jason Horn Francis, Pato? That's a really tough one because I've got both locked into my team. I've only got one. I think you have to start Francis. Yeah. Personally. Um, yeah, I think if you're going to choose one, it's probably going to be Horn Francis. Yeah, I'd be picking Jason Horn Francis. Yeah, and it's, I I do it just for the DPP when he'll get, he'll get it by round six, he'll get it by round six. Um, yeah, with Ryan, good value. Be- depends on what you mean. I reckon he's going to have a ridiculously good year, but he's priced at five forty k. So is he good value? Well, he's already up near like he's pricey. So if you're looking for value for money, Whitfield's value for money. But if but if you think. Yeah, I reckon Ryan is going to be up there in the top six defenders. Yeah, I think if you're talking value, I don't love Luke Ryan. Yeah, value, no. He's priced at about 100, and he's not even certain to to reach that threshold, Dano. Sometimes he does play a bit more lockdown than other weeks. Um, When you talk value, I think there's two guys that stand out in that defensive line. I think there's Whitfield, as you said, Dano, and there's George Hewitt, who's priced at about 75. Yep, okay. Um, Next one. And Hewitt, Hewitt's almost certain to to exceed that. Yep. Next one, we got Aaron Monish, a.k.a. Nashi. He's got Cherry, Ralph Smith, McGovern, and Brody. He needs two for his forward line. Who do we reckon? I am going to go with Brody and McGovern. Pato? Because I don't mind McGovern's role at all. And Brody, well, we've already discussed Brody on this podcast and another podcast, so... But you've yeah, got look, Ralph Smith, so I want. To, I'm I'm intrigued to see what you say. McGovern has spent a fair bit of time in and out of my team since he played at that last game last weekend. Yep. But I think the price is too awkward. Yeah, he's like two forty something, isn't he? I think he's two seventy. Oh shit. Two fifty six. Oh, well, it's close enough. Yeah. I don't love it with his injury history. I think that's too many question marks. And there's fitness issues there as well. Yeah, and you can save you can save money with Ralph Smith too. Like he's he's got an okay role, two hundred and two k or something like that, whatever he is. So you can use that extra fifty k somewhere else. 
And I think just quickly on um, Cherry, we we spoke about him fairly in detail last podcast, but yeah, I'm not sold he is the, the permanent ruck one. Now, a lot of podcasts are very big on Cherry. And if he's got that role, yeah, awesome. he's a great option. But with Coleman Jones to come in, I'm not sold that he's locked into that best 22. He could play yeah. the first two weeks and score 110 playing ruck. I don't know when Coleman Jones is due back, but as soon as he's back, I think he's playing that ruck role. So I don't love Cherry. Um, obviously, if if round one, all three of Goldstein, Cherry and Coleman Jones play, we're going to get a chance to have a look at it and see if it works. And then we can look at it for two weeks. And if, if it's working, if it looks really good, then it's pretty easy to trade into it. Yeah, but I don't like him as a starting pick. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I'm leaning towards Ralph Smith and Brody. They're the two that I've got. And I think they both represent really good value based on the roles that they're going to play. Yeah. I'll move on to the next one, which is Tate. By the way, thanks for your input every week, Tate. You're always on to us about stuff, so you're a legend. He goes, any rookies you would still pick even if not selected round one? Well, I've already discussed one, haven't I, Pato? Which is Wilmot. You have, yes. This is a very interesting question. And yeah, thanks again, Tate. Very interesting when you think of strategy. So I've been quite vocal in the fact that I don't think we can afford to start non-playing players. Yep, you have been. I think yep. we're going to run into trouble with COVID and and everything else that we're going to need everyone playing on each line. Yeah. However, if Jack McRae comes out on Wednesday night and scores 150 against the Demons, are you going to loophole that? Fuck yeah. I think it's probably worth it. So then you've got 24 hours to work out, well, 22 hours to work out what the fuck do I do? You're going to have to start someone not playing. So do you go a Pruce, Dano, who is not cheap, 204K or whatever he is? Then you've got to find 100K from Jack Hayes or Sam Hayes, 80K. Mm. I don't love that. And I, I look at the defensive line. Yep. And I think there's some guys that will play that are out for round one. So there's one, your boy Dano, Wilmot. Yep. He's not nailed on for round two. I think the suspension probably hurt his job security. Because if they give that game to Cox or whether they try someone else that was already in the Ainsworth. 22. Ainsworth yeah. is another one that they could do it with. Yeah. So if whoever plays that role gets locked in, Wilmot stuck in the VFL. For however long. Now, will he get games this year? Most likely, he probably will. But he's slightly more expensive, and that 30K can be the difference later on down the track when you need an upgrade. Might Correct. be the difference between, I don't know, Sam Walsh and Took Miller when you're looking at upgrades. Now, I don't think there's going to be much difference between those two. That's just the two first names that came to my head. But I think so. Here's a strategy that I've been thinking of. So this is if McRae scores big on Wednesday night. I'm going to toy with the idea of starting Charlie Dean. Yeah, right. So Dean is out for probably two months. Yeah, I think that, yeah, they said 10 weeks. It's been about two weeks. So yeah, two months. Yep, yep. And I think he's nailed on for a spot in that team. They drafted him with the view of playing him. He's a mature age defender. He's 102K. um, And I think you can trust him that he will get games. But can you roll with seven defenders for eight weeks? Probably That's the question. Not. 
if there's a massive COVID outbreak at Sydney and Jake Lloyd and Paddy McCartan all of a sudden get COVID or close contacts or whatever, what do you do? Sam DeConing comes on, but your D8 is a non-playing loophole player. That's why we've got the five bonus trades, though. That's apparently why Then you've got a donor. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm probably going to start Charlie Dean if Jack McRae goes big on Wednesday night. See, I like how you're thinking of the Charlie Dean thing and I'm just like Wilmot extra 32k on top but i think of the years that brisbane and collingwood are both going to have brisbane are going to be good this year aren't they yeah yeah so it's a lot tougher. the thing is coleman's out for 10 weeks right yeah and will and is will he not confirmed out for 10 weeks yeah i think it was 10 weeks right i i think charlie dean is more likely to play more games i reckon wilmot is See, we don't have to always agree. We don't, no. Yeah. I reckon Wilmot will play early after like round two onwards. I reckon he will, and he'll make enough money. If he doesn't, and my Sin and O'Driscoll move works, then sweet. But yeah, I'm I'm into reference to Tate's question, I'm doing Wilmot and you're doing Dean. Not yeah. necessarily Dana. That's only if McRae goes big. Yeah, okay. That's fair. That's fair. If McRae scores one twenty. I'm just going to start someone that's playing in that spot. Yep, that's fair. All right. Um, well, and I'll back in Jack Steele to score 160. Well, we got Brian's question, and I think it's fucking the quickest one that we're going to answer. <laughs> he goes, Parish or Merritt? <laughs> yeah, that's Parish. easy for me. Parish. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just going to do a quick live update to see if any more questions came in while we were recording, and I don't think any have. No. Nah. I'll quickly check Twitter. And no, Aaron, Aaron Monish, you have already asked a question. So that's pretty much it, Pato. Now we've got a group league code. Uh, sorry, not a league code, a, a group code. That we've set we up. do, yes. Yes. Now don't read out the one that's on the run sheet because that's not the right code. <laughs> yeah. Give me one second to bring up the group. Yep. All good. Talk, all talk good. among yourselves. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, so the official Supercoach co-captains group for season 2022. Two. <laughs> I had to think what year we're in there. Fuck, COVID's just fucked us. We're still in 2020, aren't we? 2019. All right, so the code is 814042. Now, we will definitely post a link to that, so keep an eye out on our Facebook and Twitter pages for that link. We would love everyone to join the, the group. Now, it doesn't count towards your 10 leagues that you can join. You don't have to worry about that. Um, and we may even look at a prize or something for the overall winner at the end of the season, Dana. We'll, we'll obviously discuss that privately. But um, yeah, I reckon, I reckon the prize is good. Prize is good. We'll do yeah. it. Yep. Jump in. Have a bit of fun. We'll, we'll do a shout-out on the podcast every week on um, who gets the highest score for the, for the round and everything like that. So... Get involved, have a bit of fun with it. Um, we'll talk a bit of shit about it, and I look forward to beating you all. <laughs> uh, that's Ripper. I love it. Anyway, that's it for us from the Supercoach Co-Captains podcast. Um, but oh, actually, no, it isn't. Pato, what's your Twitter handle? We've got to do this every episode because I keep fucking forgetting. It is at P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. And mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. Um, Pato does get a little bit angry on Twitter as well, so just be kind. Just be kind. He's been very tame in this podcast, but I haven't mentioned Jordan Degoe yet. Oh, shit. 
I mean, you did before when I bit my tongue. Yeah, okay. Well, you didn't fucking go on a rant about Geelong either, but anyway. No, I mean, they'll do it to themselves after they get pumped by Essendon in round one, so. (laughs) I can kind of see that happening too, to be honest. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to be all for it. (laughs) Anyway, from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing. The fuck off. Get fucked, Geelong. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.